0: This is where great ideas about the financial world come together. Welcome to the Financial Forum Podcast with the president of Fortune Financial Group, Chris Galise.
1: Chris, let's talk a little bit about research here on the program. A little back to right? school theme. A little back to school theme. Yeah, people I like that. People go, going to school soon. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we all want to do a research about whatever topic, right? I mean, if it's, you know, if you're into, you know, whatever your sports team is, like we're talking about, you know, you're going to do a little homework, a little research to kind of see who they picked up in the off season and this, that, and the other, or, or maybe it's the, you know, the Beatles movie we talked about. You might uh, brush up on some songs you hadn't heard for a while or whatever the case is, right? You want to mm-hmm. feel informed uh, when it comes to your options on things. Well, financial decisions, clearly we want to make sure that we're informed there. So uh, people tend to get their, I don't know, their information now about a billion ways. <laughs> right. There is no shortage of magazines, newsletters, TV shows, radio shows, podcasts, so on and so forth. Who are some primary media voices that, that you find people tend to refer to when you're talking to them?
0: Well, isn't it always Chris Calise on the financial That's floor? They're that? nicely done. <laughs> nicely done. Shameless plug, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Right, right. No. But there's a lot of different talking heads out there that, that people tend to listen to. Some of the more popular ones are, are Kramer, you know, on CNBC. He, you know, he tends to have a kind of a zany personality that uh, gets people's attention. You know, you need to stand out when there's so much uh, noise out there. There are a lot of different talking heads. So I think, you know, Kramer's uh, shtick is to kind of be a little bit off the wall. And he certainly gets People to notice them. Some of the other ones uh, would be Rick Edelman. You know, he's got a, a national radio show. Uh, he's been doing it for a while, so I know, I know uh, some folks listen to him. There's a gentleman, Ed Slot. Uh, he does a lot of. TBS specials. He's probably the the polar opposite of, of Kramer, where Kramer is, you know, you know, very, very out there with his personality. And Ed Slott, if you've ever seen him, is just a your typical CPA or accountant, you know, with the with the wiring glasses and the suit and tie and You know, he talks a lot about uh, tax planning and things like that. Then another one is Susie Orman. She, uh, I know, relates to a lot of the females out there, you know, with her story of starting out poor and, you know, built an empire for herself. So, you know, a lot of different voices out there. They all bring a little bit of a different approach to financial planning. Um, And, you know, depending on your personality, that's probably going to dictate who you tend to gravitate towards.
1: Yeah, and definitely, again, there's no shortage of information. And, of course, the Internet is the complete wealth of information. <laughs> it's, all, it's all 100% correct. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. as Abe Lincoln posted on the Internet frequently, you should always right. listen to the Internet, right? <laughs> uh, what are the pros and cons of using the Internet for financial research?
0: Talking about the the Internet, you know, what we'll, we'll keep with our, our Beatles theme where I talked about the, the movie yesterday. So you know, it was funny. In the movie, once the the main character realizes that no one heard of the Beatles, so what does he do? He goes to the internet and starts Googling Beatles, you know, B-A-T-L-E-S. And every time he put it in there, they saw the they show the search coming back with just the bugs, you know, all Beatles. You know, and then he puts in John, Paul, George, and Ringo, and it comes back you know, Pope John Paul II. You know, so right, it's, uh, right, right. You know, it's funny, What's a ringgit? <laughs> right, exactly. You know, so in the movie, you know, he talked to, you know, what what most people do these days is when they're not sure of something, they go to the internet. So, you know, the, the advantage, the pro of that is there is a wealth of information out there. You could put any topic under the sun into a Google search and you will get pages and pages of information and you will be able to read a lot of it and, and get a decent education on it, whatever the topic is. The negative or the con is that there is a ton of information out there, and you put a topic in, and you're going to get page after page after page of information. And a lot of times, Mark, it, it's hard to sort through you know, what is fact and what is opinion, because a lot of times when you put uh, something in, like, you, know, you know, you put financial planning in and you'll get the Wikipedia definition of it and you'll get the, the American College of Financial Planning definition of it, but you'll also get, you know, people's opinion on it, though you'll get people's bad experience with, uh, with it. So, you know, you have to take everything uh, online with a grain of salt because there is just, uh, you know, overload of information out there.
1: Yeah, I mean definitely there is. And I think it's I don't know, I don't know. You go back and forth, right? I think it can be a very useful tool to kind of get you some general questions together or some general trains of thought. But yeah, you got to be careful not to go down the rabbit hole because you can just spin out and just go forever and ever and then just not have be able to make any decision and do anything.
0: Right, right. I remember a commercial this was going back god probably 15 years where it's uh, i don't don't know what the product was or whatever but it was like somebody was uh, the commercial somebody was online and the, uh, the voice on the computer said, you have reached the end of the internet. You are completely done now. <laughs>
1: You've gotten to the end. You've spent so much time online. You found the end. Congratulations. You win a prize. Right. <laughs> Here's <Right>. your cookie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I kind of alluded to it a little bit, but is it possible to do too much research before you make a
0: decision? It absolutely is. Because like I said, especially if you're doing that research online, you are going to get so many different opinions. You're going to get bombarded with so many different facts where you're not going to know which way is up, you know, and then they actually call it, they call it analysis paralysis, where you've done so much research, you've gotten so many facts and opinions that you're paralyzed because everything you hear is almost contradictory of each other right, after right. a while, you know, so then, and that's why a lot of times people end up throwing their hands up in despair and do nothing because of the information overload that they found themselves with.
1: Yeah. And again, that's that's why you want to kind of use it as a way to enhance the information you're trying to get or the questions that you want to ask when you sit down and talk with a qualified professional so that you do feel a little bit better armed, but at the same time, don't go so far like – my wife with Amazon, she'll just sit there and scroll and scroll and scroll. She says she wants to get a few things and then she can't make a decision on anything because there's too much at her fingertips. So I right. uh, gotta be careful with that. All right, well, one more piece here. We'll take a quick break. What's a way that you've seen someone be influenced by their own research in a way, Chris? Uh, maybe they've come in to sit down with you. They said, hey, I've done all this research on something and you've kind of found that it's actually been more harmful to them than helpful.
0: I've seen a lot of uh, examples of that. One particular, this was a a person that had come in just a couple weeks ago, so it is kind of fresh in my mind. They came in and one of the first things out of their mouth was, first thing, Chris, I, I don't want to have anything to do with annuities. And I'm like, okay, I said, I don't know enough about your situation yet to know if an annuity is going to be appropriate or not. And that's a a key thought right there, is that with an annuity or really with any investment, for one person situation, it might be the perfect solution. And for someone else's situation, it might be the worst solution. So that's why I told this person that you know, I, until I know more about their situation, you know, I wouldn't know if an annuity uh, would be appropriate. But I, you know, just out of curiosity, I asked them, you know, why are you so down, so negative on annuities? And they said, I've done a lot of research on it, and I know that the fees on it are exorbitant. You know, I've read that they could be in the neighborhood of three to four percent a year, and there's no way I'm going to be paying that much in fees for any of my investments. So what I told them, I said, you are correct that there are some annuities out there, specifically variable annuities, where the fee structure might be as high as you're referencing, might be in the three to four, sometimes even the 5% range. But I said that there are also annuities out there that have no fees whatsoever. And the look on his face was you know one of almost shock that, you know, that there were no fees involved. You know, and he's like, oh, I, I didn't know that. And You know, again, we're still working through his situation. We still haven't made a determination yet whether an annuity may be appropriate for him. But that's a good example of someone just based on his research uh, that that one investment would be not right for him because of what he thought was just fees were across the board with all annuities. And I let them know that that's not the case. So, you know, be careful when you're doing your research. There's nothing wrong with being an informed investor. In fact, I encourage folks to be informed investors, but also make sure that you could separate, you know, the fact from from the fiction that's out there and make the decisions that are right for you. You've been listening to the Financial Forum Podcast. Again, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to Chris Scalise, 800 800-993-1526, 993 1526 that's 800-993-1526, you can also get in touch online by going to fortune-financial.org, that's fortune-financial.org, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode, just search for the Financial Forum Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to podcasts.
1: Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management LLC, AEWM. AEWM and Fortune Financial Group are not affiliated companies. Fortune Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Fortune Financial Group is is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency.